As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'ma roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions. Looking at devoiding myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working, open curtains, haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version. Oh, I'm never gonna give up, give up. You're listening to the Tom Pitchman Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Oh, wow. Uh, It's been quite some time since we've been here together. We are back again here with CARE. And uh, if you don't know, that's Community Alliance for Research and Engagement uh, here at Southern Connecticut State University and Yale School of Public Health. Uh, We are, are really excited because this morning we have a fantastic group of young women and men out in the community that's working with the National Breastfeeding and Chance Feeding Initiative here in the New Haven area. Uh, this I'm finding out just myself how big this thing really is uh, just by attending the actual opening of one of their sites at the New Haven train station, which I was really surprised. Very beautiful facility uh, for ladies to go in there that's, that actually want to breastfeed before dropping on the train. You have a beautiful, a beautiful facility to actually walk in. But I don't want to get too deep in that too early. I actually want to bring on someone that I have known quite quite uh, some time over the last three and a half years here that's working with CARE. And I wanted to bring her on just so she can actually begin to help you understand what's happening around your neighborhood here in New Haven. And maybe you might be inspired to back get with her and let her know some places that she hasn't even thought of that can be important for this initiative that we're going to talk about today. I want Tamika. Tamika, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Tom uh, uh, Flicklin show here at uh, 103.5 WNHH. We are so happy with Tom, first of all, for giving us this opportunity to come and and have this conversation. But Tamika, I'm just going to let you take the mic for a moment and let people know who you are and introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Tamika Freisen. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the Breast and Chest Feeding Initiative Coordinator uh, for the Community Alliance for Research and Engagement, or CARE, as Bernard pointed out, as well as the chair of the New Haven Breast and Chest Feeding Task Force. So I'm a huge advocate for health equity, especially in maternal and child health, especially as it relates to supporting health for black and brown community members. So breast and chest feeding is one very important way to support maternal and child health since lactation can provide a key resource of nutrients for infants and other health benefits for both babies and their parents. You know, a great great way to start this thing out, but I want you to help me out just a little bit. Uh, Can you tell me about the state of breastfeeding and chest feeding in New Haven, kind of what that is and kind of what's the initiative that's brewing behind it? Absolutely. So racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic disparities in breast and chest feeding rates persist in New Haven due to a number of structural barriers, inequities, and institutional racism. Black and African-American communities are disproportionately affected by these systemic barriers. And according to data from Connecticut's Pregnancy Risk Assessment and Monitoring System, the gap between Black women who breastfeed and white women who breastfeed, both at initiation and over time, is getting wider. So in late 2019, early 2020, the New Haven Breast and Chest Feeding Task Force was formed 
to actively work towards dismantling these barriers and addressing bias and racism in our institutions. So this task force is a city level task force working to build partnerships to support breast and chest feeding work in New Haven, address racial, ethnic, and income disparities in breast and chest feeding services and rates, and advocate for policies and create initiatives that can empower people to breast and chest feed. So we're convened by CARE um, and New Haven Healthy Start with support from the CDC's Racial and Ethnic Approaches to Community Health or REACH grant. So all of this comes together this month in August because this month happens to be National Breastfeeding Month. So National Breastfeeding Month began as a movement led by Black women in 2011 to bring light to the importance of breastfeeding and barriers that impede breastfeeding. So now more than a decade after it began, we use this month to continue advocating to decrease racial and ethnic health disparities and systemic inequities that people who breast or chest feed might experience. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is a lot. You kind of mentioned a term we hear all the time, breastfeeding, but we also threw in this very small term that a lot of us may not understand when you say chest breeding. Kind of what is that whole term and kind of what is the issue behind that if there's any issues behind it? For sure. Thanks so much for asking about that. So chest feeding is a gender neutral term that anyone can use. It's feeding your baby with milk from your chest. It can also involve feeding a two, uh, using a feeding tube attached to the nipple to feed your baby if lactation is not a possibility. So chest feeding is often used because some individuals feel that terms such as breastfeeding or nursing don't match how they identify their anatomy. For example, a transgender man may use the term chest feeding if they had chest masculinization surgery, also known as top surgery, to remove breast tissue. A non-binary person may feel more comfortable using the term chest feeding because it's not associated with any particular gender or identity. And cisgender women uh, may use this term because of past trauma they've experienced, so they may feel uncomfortable using other terms to describe feeding their children. So we use this term to be respectful of all people who choose to feed their baby using human milk, and because we want all new parents to feel comfortable and supported. So really using inclusive language like chest feeding is an important step in that direction. Oh, wow. I'm just, I'm just in here listening to you, you know, for kind of fascinated by some of the things you're saying. It kind of threw me off just a little bit when you say chest feeding. And do you seem just, just in your work and the time that you've been in the work, do you seem that there is a lot of misunderstandings behind chest feeding, uh, especially when it comes to males that are transitioning to kind of uh, the other side with being, you know, kind of female, I, I, for lack of a better term for me. But do you find there's a lot of issues with that? Yeah, so really chest feeding can be used for folks who were assigned female at birth, but um, have transitioned to identifying as male um, in addition to non-binary um, individuals and people who are cisgender. Um, I've actually found through conversations with a lot of community members that people are very open to it. Um, like any new term, it's just a new term, but, you know, it's an important term. And, you know, as we're growing in our language, growing in our ability to be inclusive of other people, we also want to make sure that the language we're using around this reflects that as well. But yeah, um, through all the conversation 
um, many of the conversations I've had with community members, people have really been open to um, using this term and understanding more about it and, um, you know, why we use it. You mentioned kind of a little bit earlier, before I go into this next question, I just was thinking about something. You kind of mentioned kind of racial equity issues that may come uh, amongst women or men or whoever uh, when it comes to breastfeeding and chest feeding. Kind of what are some of those barriers and how do we get around the barriers? Absolutely. So um, there, you know, are certainly challenges that people face when trying to breast or chest feed. So these can include lack of exposure to or support um, of breast and chest feeding in at the home or even in the workplace, um, lack of transportation to or just a general lack of access to breast and chest feeding support services, and also just generally living in environments and communities that aren't supportive of um, breast and chest feeding. There are also other things at the environmental level that can be barriers, like the prevalence of infant formula and their marketing in the US. But then there are also things on the individual level, um, like um, you know, common physical challenges that people might face, like infections or issues with latching or just pain or discomfort when breast or chest feeding. So we've definitely, you know, we've had a lot of conversations with community members about, you know, barriers to lactation, and that's what we've heard. At the same time, we've had conversations about ways to overcome those challenges and things that might help people when breast or chest feeding. And so um, those conversations revealed that things like literally just having people in their lives who are supportive of and willing to work with them towards reaching their breast and chest feeding goals really helps. There's also, you know, the benefit of just having prior knowledge about the benefits of breast and chest feeding and access to breast and chest feeding friendly workplace policies so that when they return to work, there's not as much of an issue about, okay, how am I going to pump in the workplace and things like that. <laughs> you know what, you know what, you guys are doing a fantastic job out there with this. But, you know, I know, I know one thing about initiatives like this, you can't do it alone. Uh, I noticed in the, the New Haven uh, kind of breastfeeding and chest feeding task force has a lot of community partners. If I can just use a couple examples, the New Haven Healthy Start, Real Dads Forever, uh, either another one, the Connecticut Breastfeeding Coalition, but can you tell me a little bit about these organizations and, and how they work and what they're doing actually to supporting the initiative that you're a part of? Absolutely. So um, partners who are on the task force um, include the ones you just mentioned, as well as clinics, hospitals, providers such as pediatricians, um, certified lactation consultants, um, um, doulas, um, the Women, Infant, and Children, or WIC program, and community-based organizations and leaders and researchers. So we have a little bit of everyone represented on the task force. So New Haven Healthy Start, which is one of the ones you mentioned, and is also um, the director of New Haven Healthy Start, Natasha Ray, is the co-chair of the New Haven Breast and Chest Feeding Task Force. Um, New Haven Healthy Start is a federally funded urban health initiative to reduce infant mortality and eliminate racial and ethnic disparities in birth outcomes. So the program provides support to pregnant women and children up to age 18 months and the fathers of those children. So how this relates to breast and chest feeding is that eligible um, mothers are enrolled in Healthy Start and get access to doulas and lactation services through um, Earth's Natural Touch Birth Care and Beyond, which is a really wonderful um, doula company in New Haven. So then there's 
New Haven Healthy Start, and there's also Real Dads Forever, which is another wonderful organization that you mentioned. So Real Dads Forever creates age-appropriate, gender-specific, and culturally responsive fatherhood development strategies to enhance the emotional, physical, social, and spiritual relationship between children and their fathers and family men. So how that relates to breast and chest feeding is that they work to engage and include fathers as essential partners and family assets around prenatal care, which includes breast and chest feeding. And so then you also mentioned the Connecticut Breastfeeding Coalition. Well, the CBC works across the state to protect, promote, and support breastfeeding as a norm for infant and child feeding in Connecticut. So they partner on projects that support best practices in healthcare, and they also have recognitions for work sites and child cares and campuses to ensure that breast and chest feeding friendly environments are being created. So those are all really wonderful organizations, and we're so fortunate to be able to partner with even more. And actually, more information about those um, partners and other partners can all be found on our website, which is bfcfnhv.org. And you said it just one more time. That, of that, course. bfcfnhv.org. That's like breastfeeding, chestfeeding, newhaven.org. Now, uh, this is going to make, I hope I don't throw you off a little bit because I kind of just work around a little bit with some things, but it just talking with you just brought up uh, uh, some individual questions of my own that I'm just curious about. When we first came on the call, I mentioned the National Breastfeeding Initiative versus the New Haven yes. Breastfeeding Initiative. Is there anything different between the two of them? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're all working towards the same goal of, um, improving um, the state of breast and chest feeding locally and nationally. But I think the really cool thing, and you mentioned like the number of people who work on this initiative is actually pretty expansive, is that we have people on all levels of government working on this. Um, government, you know, social organization. So on the local level, we have the New Haven Breast and Chest Feeding Task Force. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, what um, I work to support. On the state level, we have the Connecticut Breastfeeding Coalition which is one of the partner organizations I just mentioned. But on a national level, we have the U.S. Breastfeeding Committee, who also works to organize events and celebrate National Breastfeeding Month. In fact, they're the ones who um, submitted um, or um, came up with all of the themes for the different weeks within National Breastfeeding Month in which we're celebrating different racial and ethnic groups um, and really highlighting their experiences with breast and chest feeding. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So this thing is really, really big. Uh, and I'm just wondering, you know, how uh, we can be more supportive of what you're doing out here. Uh, I mean, because I know right now that's kind of the, some of the things that you're looking for. But, 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 but the big thing that I wanted to bring to the table is that you guys are going to be doing some work this month. And I'm here. I'm 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 thinking in my own mind that this is National Breastfeeding Month. Am I saying that correct? I'm chest feeding, breastfeeding, the chest feeding. I want to make sure that I'm correct in my terminology as I'm mentioning these things. But this is the this is the month that this thing is going to pop off. Is there anything in the community that you guys are doing that everybody should know about so we can come out and kick in and support you and support you in the efforts that you're making here in New Haven? Absolutely. And thanks so much for asking about that. So. 
you know, there are actually many events going on um, throughout the community in celebration of this month um, from, you know, our community partners, as well as the New Haven Breast and Chest Feeding Task Force. But there are really two major events that the New Haven Breast and Chest Feeding Task Force are doing during this month. So the first event already happened. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. And then I'll tell you about the event that's coming up. So the first event was on August 1st. And that's where we opened a new lactation and wellness room in Union Station, like you mentioned at the top of the show. Yeah, it was super <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So this new lactation room, it's, it's located on the second floor of Union Station, and it provides a private and safe environment for, you know, lactating individuals to come and breast or chest feed or pump. And it's also a shared wellness room. So um, anyone can also come in and pray. So this practice was actually four or five years in the making. And so on August 1st, um, we finally, you know, were able to hold a press conference to officially launch the space. So it was extremely exciting. And so, you know, we're really grateful to the administration at Union Station and then everyone who just helped put this event together. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you said you had another one, too. I think that I missed the second one. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. So the second event is actually happening this Friday. And so this is going to be a community event at the Dixwell Q House. It's called This Is Our Why, a New Haven Breast and Chest Feeding Task Force Community Event. So the purpose of this event is to provide a space for members of the New Haven community to connect um, with resources about breast and chest feeding, maternal and child health, and just overall health and well-being. So there's going to be light refreshments. It's going to be a resource fair. There are going to be presentations and then just time for people to share their stories about breast and chest feeding. So it's free and open to the public. And again, it's going to take place this Friday, August 18th from 5 to 7 at the Dixwell Q House Gymnasium. Wow. So you you people out there, you heard it. Make sure y'all come out to the Q House. Especially, you know, especially not just women, but men, you know, you, you have to support the women in this initiative as well, uh, because you're a parent as well. And any assistance that you can give to your, 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 your significant other, your wife, uh, or whomever that, you, that you're dealing with in this initiative, but come out and support it. Big things, big things are happening. But you know what? One thing I do notice that in such, something such as, such as this and as large as this is, you got to set some long-term goals. And I'm just wondering, how can we support you? What are some of the goals that you guys are coming up with that we can support and uh, in this initiative? Yeah, thank you for asking that. So our overall goal in just all of this work is to create a more equitable New Haven where Black and Brown people can make the choice to freely breast or chest feed and importantly feel supported when they do so. So, you know, what we have to do to get from where we are to our goal is to advocate for policy change in institutions and workplaces. So what we're doing right now is we actually have a campaign. We're calling this campaign, We Support Breast and Chest Feeding Anytime, Anyplace. So through this campaign, we're encouraging businesses and public spaces like Union Station um, and working with them to ensure that um, they have time, space, and policy for um, supporting their lactating employees. So actually Connecticut law requires that businesses require 
or businesses provide time and space for employees to pump in the workplace. Many people don't know that. We're actually helping them meet what's required by law. But we're also working with them and connecting them to the Connecticut Breastfeeding Coalition to encourage them to create a policy, to have down in writing um, their policy for employees pumping in the workplace, whether that means, you know, using break time to pump or, you know, this is going to be the space where employees can go and um, breast or chest feed, things like that. We're really just working to encourage work sites and public spaces to become more breast and chest feeding friendly. In addition to that, and related to the campaign, we also have a decal that we're sharing with um, many businesses and public locations. And it has um, our campaign um, name on it. We support breast and chest feeding anytime, anyplace. And we're asking people to put up these decals in um, different public um, spaces and storefront windows so that people become more aware um, of, you know, public support for breast and chest feeding and that this is a thing that is supported, it's good, and, you know, we as a community support you in breast and chest feeding. So that's just one of the things we're working on and something that is going to help us achieve our long-term long goals. We are also working to increase um, clinician and physician knowledge about mm -hmm. breast and chest feeding and reduce bias when it comes to caring for people who breast or chest feed. So we're doing that by piloting a racial equity training called the Roots of Racial Inequities in Breastfeeding. So we've developed this training um, with you know, extensive collaboration with community members and um, physicians and other clinicians. And really this is a training geared towards um, helping providers understand the history of breast and chest feeding in Black American communities walking through data, talking about um, bias that might occur when caring for patients who are breast or chest feeding, and then also thinking through how providers can support their patients, their clients, especially Black and Brown patients and clients, when trying to help them achieve their breast and chest feeding goals. So, you know, these are just some of the projects that we're working on to um, you know, just ensure that our conversations and interactions with people who breast and chest feed are positive and just help support them in reaching their goals. You know, before I kind of get to this final one, you know, I, I, you know, anytime somebody's talking to me about an initiative that I'm not really, uh, uh, that I didn't know much about myself. I mean, so you're kind of educating me right now. And when people educate me, my mind begins to twirl. And right now my mind is twirling. So before I get to this kind of this final statement, I'm kind of wondering uh, when you think of places uh, that 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 people can be empowered uh, to allow women and, and 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 or to allow people that's breastfeeding and chest feeding. Let me be more accurate in my statement. That's breastfeeding and chest feeding. It begins to twirl my mind like laundromats. I mean, like schools. Uh, have you guys begin to think about some of those places and do you have the connections and support that you need in order to think about those sort of places like laundromats? Because everybody used the laundromat, you know what I mean? And that it'd be a great space if we can actually make that connection to those type of places uh, where women and, and people can go in and chest feed and breastfeed. Absolutely. And that's, you know, a really great point. You know, we have been thinking about this, but it also really helps when people reach out to us and they're like, you know, we could work to make this space breast and chest feeding friendly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we are currently working with um, libraries, 
Um, we're also working with, um, we actually helped uh, work with the Community Action Agency of New Haven to have them receive the Connecticut Breastfeeding Coalition um, Breast and Chestfeeding Friendly Worksite designation. We're working with other local businesses um, and of course the train station, really just anyone um, who um, will listen and you know is open to allowing their space to be more breast and chest feeding friendly by ensuring that there's a time, space, and policy for um, employees pumping in the workplace. So laundromats, for example, that is you know a really great example of a space that could become more breast and chest feeding friendly for both their employees at the laundromat, but also the people who come in to um, you know use the laundromat. And so, you know, one thing that we're really encouraging people to do is to reach out to us and we will work with you from start to finish, you know, um, working to support um, businesses and, you know, brainstorming, okay, how can we ensure that employees are providing time? Um, what about space for um, pumping in the workplace? And then, okay, how, how can we work to create a policy? We have sample policies that we can share with people. And so, um, Really, it's just um, working with community members to achieve this goal. And so if anyone is ever interested in supporting this, um, feel free to visit our website, which is bfcfnhv.org, or just reach out to the task force email address, which is nhvbftaskforce at gmail.com. You know, you just kind of jumped in into some of the things I was thinking about a little quickly, there, but I'm I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm not letting you off the hook because I know there are some other things as we get to talking and as your mind get to twirling and thinking about uh, some of the things that you're doing. It's a seem like a lot. This is a wonderful initiative, uh, and that you have some community partners working along with you with breastfeeding and chest feeding, but community, community. Uh, what are some of the difficulties that you're facing when it relates to community support? What can the community do a lot better? What can we do as a community to support this initiative? Uh, if it's just not financially, if it's if it's just showing up to events, if it's uh, uh, creating events, I mean, kind of how can the community come right now to help you better serve the the, the people that's actually breastfeeding and chest feeding? For sure. I think right now, one of the challenges is just really a lack of knowledge, you know, throughout the community of, um, you know, the prevalence of breast and chest feeding, um, because, you know, folks who currently have a newborn might be more aware of um, breast and chest feeding and then, you know, um, how they want to um, proceed with that journey than someone who um, might not have anyone who is, you know, um, you know, newly birthed or anything like that. Um, and so then when you take that to a community scale, largely this is just not something that might be on a lot of community members' minds. And, you know, we understand that, but also when we want to work to create an environment that is more inclusive and welcoming to everyone, there are just, you know, simple practices that any person can take on to really ensure that the community is more breast and chest feeding friendly for everyone. So that includes really just ensuring that the conversations and interactions you have with people who are breast and chest feeding are positive. And, you know, if um, you are a provider or provide them care in any way, just really 
being open and just understanding how they would like to achieve their breast and chest feeding goals, and then just connecting them with resources and helping them and supporting them in reaching that goal. So it's really just, you know, being open and supportive and being positive because this is something that is beneficial for babies and parents and really can just help the whole society be more welcoming. So, you know, mm -hmm. sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And I was just, the other thing I was just going to say is like using inclusive language, you know, around chest feeding. That's also another great way to just, you know, work within your sphere of influence to um, ensure that the community is more welcoming to people who breast or chest feed. You know, the biggest thing that, um, because we don't, I mean, I don't, uh, the biggest thing that I would be uh, thoughtful of is security. I think people want to know that wherever they go uh, in places like that, and they have to ex- kind of expose themselves, they're covered, they're still exposing themselves. You know, is there going to, like at the train station, at Union Station, uh, is there a security for women to feel comfortable going into that room um, to breastfeed and chestfeed? Absolutely. So, you know, um, and it's totally up to the person about how they want to breast and chest feed and, you know, where they want to do so. Um, But one thing that is really awesome about the um, space in Union Station is that it's literally a private room. So um, the way that it works is you would um, call a number um, and they're going to be like signs around the station. So you will see it'll say lactation and wellness room and call this number to get access. And um, someone from um, security or administration will escort the person up to the second floor and will allow them to, um, or open the door to the room for them to go in. And it's it will literally just be a private place for them to, um, you know, um, breast or chest feed or pump. So, you know, we're working to allow for more dedicated spaces like that around the entire city so that people don't have to worry about, you know, where they should breast or chest feed. There will be a space for them to be able to do that. Um, so, yeah. You, I'm going to take you back a couple of steps just a little bit. You kind of mentioned um, that right now you guys are working with black and brown communities here in the New Haven area. Do you have specific districts that you're working out of in New Haven? Is there specific areas or uh, it's just in general, it doesn't really matter? Uh, is there certain areas you're working in? So people that's looking for you or people that's looking to have these type of things happen in their neighborhood, is there specific neighborhoods and black and brown communities that you're working out of just so people would know yeah we're really honestly working with um i know that's kind of a question to throw you off a little bit but i'm just wondering my mind is wondering so sorry go ahead no that's a really great question we're really just working with like people in many neighborhoods so this includes like dixwell and dwight and hallville but also um Fairhaven is a really big place where we're trying to work um, to identify more um, communities. Also, Edgewood, you know, it's really, and also downtown, of course. Um, So it's really just like, we're we're really, our goal, our ultimate goal is to be able to expand into all the neighborhoods in New Haven, um, especially those where more Black and Brown people live, um, to you know, ensure that the entire community is more breast and chest feeding friendly. Um, It also requires more people power to do that. 
And so that's why it's so important that we have partners, that we have community members who are coming together to support this so that we can have that people power to expand outwards. You know what? One of the biggest things is that I want you all to know out there is is it's so important that we begin to focus on us a little bit. Uh, you know, everybody in some in other communities are, are focused on a lot of things that are happening, uh, but we in our communities kind of stem away from these things. But these things are here for you. We want to begin to remove disparities in all areas as much as possible. That's what CARE is about. This is just one of the great initiatives that has come along that Tamika is part of, that she's responsible for here with CARE, along with her partners and people that she worked directly with. But these things don't mean a thing if you're not going to take the steps to come out and help this initiative that helps you. That's the thing that uh, most people miss is that these things are not just for us. These things we create and make these initiatives to help you and give you places all over this city. And that's what we're working towards. And this is what Tamika was just talking about. Places, we need places. We need the places to open up to this initiative to allow people that's breastfeeding and chest feeding to have a place, a safe place to come and nurture and feed their children. But what I understand, Tamika, maybe you can help this, help me with this. But I'm hearing that breastfeeding is actually safer than using formula. Uh, am I wrong? I mean, is that something that you guys talk about that the community might need to know? Is it safer to, to breast and chest feed versus actually using formula? It definitely provides more nutrients. So one, one thing is that breast and chest feeding, um, it provides a lot of very natural resources to the baby. In fact, some people even call it um, liquid gold for the benefits that it can provide um, to the baby. So, you know, for the baby, it's it also like the milk can actually change to meet the baby's nutritional and immunological needs. It's also associated with lower risk of asthma and obesity, um, type one diabetes and sudden infant death syndrome. Um, but it's also, it's not only beneficial for the baby, it's also beneficial for the lactating parent. So it can reduce the risk of different types of cancers, like breast and ovarian cancer, type 2 diabetes, and high blood pressure. And it's all, it also can increase the physical and emotional bonding between the baby and the parent. So there really are a lot of really great benefits to breast and chest feeding. I want, I want you all, listen, ladies, listen, gentlemen, that's uh, making changes in your life. I want all of you to have access to this. I want all of you to step into this initiative and help uh, care along with its partners to ensure women and men have the best, that's transition men, have the best areas in the city where no matter where you are, if you want to go breastfeed and feed your child, you have access to multiple areas and we need your help to create these areas. If we miss something on this call that you know of, you know, to, I want to make it to come back again and give you those uh, websites and places that you can go and say those websites again, because we want you to make that connection. And also bring your ideas. We, we, we're intelligent people, but we don't know everything. You know, we don't know everything, you know, and we brought up some things that actually we didn't mean plan to discuss. But I think this everything that we talked about today is so important for you all to make that that connection with. So, Tamika, I just want you to come back. Please tell us 
those websites and places that they can go again to actually make these connections with you? Absolutely. So if you're interested in any way about learning more, or if you're a business owner listening to this and you'd like to start the process of having your business become more breast and chest feeding friendly, please feel free to visit our website, which is B as in boy, F, C as in cat, F, nhv.org, which is short for breastfeeding, chestfeeding, newhaven.org. Or you can email us at nhvbf task force, like the New Haven Breast Chest Feeding Task Force, at gmail.com. Hey, you all heard it. You all heard it right here live and in color. Please, please, please. One thing that I personally want to do and what I work so hard for, what Tamika works so hard for, our partners, our coworkers that work along with us here at CARE work for is to change the lives and remove disparities out of our communities. This is just one of the great initiatives that we have here at CARE Community Alliance for Research and Engagement, where we really want to engage with you and we want you to engage with us. This is one of the most important initiatives that we have here at CARE and we need it to be supported because we want to support the people that actually need these services. Don't be afraid. Please listen to my words. Don't be afraid to step out and receive something that costs you nothing but your time. Come and utilize these services because they're here for you. Hey, I know we spent a lot of time here on the Tom Flicklin Show here at 103.5 WHNN, but you know what? That's it, people. We just want to let you know we're here. We're here for you. Tamika, I just want you to come in and take them out and tell them anything that the last uh, parting words that you would like to share with them before we come off the call. Is there anything else that you would like for them to know about this initiative? Yes, you know, thanks so much for having me today. And it really does take a village to support everyone in breast and chest feeding. So do what you can to support breast and chest feeding in your life and in others. Hey, you heard it live and in color. Tom, I just want to send out special love. One more shout out to Tom Flicklin for allowing us to come on to his broadcast on this show just to share what's happening with CARE and the initiative here with the Breast and Chest Feeding Initiative. This is Breastfeeding Month, people. Uh, support anytime you see the flyers, anytime you see information on our website that she mentioned, if you got that website, go on that website and get everything that's happening, everything that's going on, so you are well informed into what's happening next with this National Breast and Chest Feeding Initiative here in New Haven and also abroad. If you want to take it a little bit larger and go outside of the state, outside of the city, outside of the state, to be a part of the National Breastfeeding Initiative as well, you have that information right here. We just thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to today's broadcast. Uh, thank you, Harry, for actually allowing us to come on the show, Tom, allowing us to come on the show. And we coming near you somewhere. So look for it. Here, Community Alliance for Research and Engagement. We'll holler. As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'ma roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working, open curtains. Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version. Whoa. I'm never gon' give up, give up. Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up. Yeah. Cause this is my rock. Camera action, I'm ready to go.